Welcome to the Contractor Commute, a podcast by Congenius designed to fit right into your daily drive. Whether you're a small business owner, an employee, or off contracting on your own, we've got advice, stories, and leadership tips to help you out along the way. All right, welcome to this edition of the Contractor Commute. Uh, my name is Drew Williams here with Ben Walsh, founder of Congenius, and we're going to talk today about uh, maintaining a healthy sales pipeline. So we've talked about a lot of things in the podcast, but today we're going to talk about maintaining a healthy sales pipeline, what that means. Um, and to start off, actually, I'm just going to talk about what is a pipeline for a minute, because it's sort of a salesy term. Some people may like dial in and know what that is, but you might be someone who's like, what are they talking about? Um, pipeline really, you know, uh, something that flows from one end to another and uh, how do you get your prospects and then move them through the pipeline from the person who called or visited your website um, or was a referral from a friend to that first contact, phone call, qualification, proposal, lead, close, sign contract. So if you view all of those things as a pipeline uh, from point A to point B, from that, that's when they start taking your time at the beginning, but at the end is when they start paying you money and that's kind of what you want to move them through and figuring out how do you not just get a pipeline, but uh, fill it the way that you want to. So uh, we're talking about maintaining a sale, a, a healthy sales pipeline. Um, and we're starting off actually with a, you know, a few things, Ben, on what is a, an unhealthy sales pipeline look like? Because there's, you know, a lot of folks who, uh, they've got that process going, their phone's ringing, they're working, they're busy, but they maybe haven't thought about it. Like what's the health of the actual pipeline itself? So we're going to, uh, upfront, going to talk through four things, uh, on what is an unhealthy sales pipeline. Uh, number one is one that's empty. Like there's nobody in it. Uh, yeah. so that's <laughs> problematic. Number yeah. one, uh, number two would be unqualified leads. Like you've got people who are taking your time, your phone's ringing, um, but they're not qualified, uh, you know, for multiple reasons. We'll, we'll get into those details. Third, it's unmanageable. Sometimes you might have too many people in the pipeline or your phone's ringing more than you can answer it. And you're having a hard time keeping a track of, you know, who are you talking to? What, what am I doing? Um, and it just, it becomes unmanageable. And then, uh, four, we're going to talk about closing the wrong jobs, uh, which is a, I'm sure you've got some stories on that front as well. So unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk through those four things. Uh, you know, um, so let's talk about a pipeline that's, that's empty or low. So, um, this is, you know, maybe you've got, maybe you're just getting started or maybe you're going from job to job or maybe you've expanded right now. You've got a couple of people working for you and now the pressure of getting the next job lined up. Um, is there and maybe you're working right now, but in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do to keep my crew busy next. Yep. Um, it's an, it's an empty pipeline. So talk to us about, uh, that and, you know, what is a empty pipeline look like? The empty pipeline is the one that keeps us awake at night. Don't know where the next job's at. We have maybe the projects we have lined up. We're working on those, but what happens next week? It's, so there's obviously a little bit of a, a stress involved with an empty pipeline or one that's low, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be zero, but we got one person in the pipeline. They're kind of kicking the tires still. We're not sure when they're going to close. We're not sure what their expectations are. We're not sure if we even want to work for that person. So it could be low enough where we just don't have choices. And when we're in choices, when we don't have choices, sometimes we're forced to make bad choices. <laughs> yep. Well, we don't have anything. Let's take that one person that came in. And even though we know that's not ideal. That's not the kind of person we're trying to look for. So that's an unhealthy pipeline. Um, and yeah, you're really at the point where there's just not enough volume to keep up with your production, your output, what you can get done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go to a, a hierarchy of needs, right? That's someone's like, Hey, I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids. You know, right. Like, that's a problematic place to be because you're, you know, yeah. you don't know where the next uh, job is coming from. So the overhead component as well, you've got yeah. not just the personal aspect of it, but your business, the business health. Yeah. Where's that overhead 
going to be paid from. Right. Um, you know, and then having jobs with the right margin when there's not anything to choose from. Yeah. We have that problem. Because it's frankly a lot of time and effort that goes in from the time that in the beginning of the pipeline, someone contacts you that they start taking your time immediately. Um, so it takes a while to get them in that pipeline and moving closer to the time. You want your pipeline and your your bank account to be stocked, you know, but it takes time to move them through to the point where they're actually, Fantastic you know, uh, you know, paying you. So how, making sure you're having the right conversations and you're moving them through that process so that you're timing your time and your money correctly to where your time is, is full with the right things, but also your, you know, yeah. bank account balances as well. Yep. All right. So talking about an empty pipeline, talking about unqualified leads. So that's number two on what does an unhealthy pipeline look like? You've got people in it, um, but they're unhealthy leads. Uh, not all business is good business. We've talked about this in the past, um, but what's an unqualified lead look like? So to preface that, the unqualified lead, inevitably, you're going to have some people in your pipeline at all times that are unqualified, but you want to be able to sort through those quickly at the early stage before they fill the later stages of your pipeline when you're trying to close jobs for people that are unqualified. So we want to be able to quickly get to the point of figuring out whether somebody's qualified and the, and what that looks like in an unhealthy pipeline is we have a lot of people we're actually entertaining working for because there's really not the volume we need. So it kind of ties back to the first point, the low volume. So now we have a bunch of people in there because we need people in the pipeline. We have a bunch of people that are unqualified and what that would look like is just, you know, they're the wrong budget expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the Macy's contractor. They're shop. They're thinking they're shopping at Walmart. Uh, they're two hours away, and you only want to work ten minutes away from your shop. Uh, it could be even the scope of work. They want a project done that you don't have the resources to do or don't want to do. Right. So a yeah. lot of reasons for somebody to be unqualified. And if your pipeline's filled with those types of projects, well, I guess I'll try you know to accommodate this person an hour and a half away. Because there's nothing else. Right. Yeah. Standard lowers, right? And then you end up, you know, I think we talked about this in the past, but you end up working on unqualified leads. Um, One, again, those people are taking your time immediately and you may never get paid for it because the fact that they're not qualified means, but, you know, people will shop uh, and take your time with no intention of ever doing business and figuring out how to understand if this person is qualified or not. Uh, It's, it's important. It's strategic. um, But, I've noticed that people who don't have money ge- generally have a lot more time and they have no problem wasting your time as well when they never intend to give yes. you money. You know, um, that's the person who will sit there and bicker back and forth over a $5 fee or, a, you know, that sort of thing. Right. They'll take the time to sit on hold with customer service with whoever or talking to you and having the eighth conversation of your time they need. At the end of the day, they're not qualified. And the yep. sooner you can figure that out, you know. Some of the most demanding clients I've had were the ones that were the, also the cheapest. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Everyone's got two assets, time and money. And yeah. they, uh, they generally are good at wasting both. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of people, but I'm not going to name them my name right yeah, now. Exactly. You know, we shall leave the... Everyone's the got a person in their mind right now that wastes time, wastes money, and they have no problem wasting years as well. Yep. All right. So three things, an unhealthy pipeline. One is empty your load. Two, it's unqualified. The third one is unmanageable. Uh, where you've maybe got, um, you know, you think about a pipeline, they have certain widths to them, right? Like you might have a small capacity, but you've got more people trying to come through that pipeline than you know what to do with. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're late, you're not managing it. Uh, you missed phone calls, et cetera. So talk to me about what does an unmanageable pipeline look like? This is going to change depending on your business, your scale, 
who's involved in your team and your sales process. You might have an estimator, salesperson, person doing takeoffs. So that pipe's bigger for you. You can handle more volume mm-hmm. to get jobs closed. But it also might mean that you actually need to close more projects. So that pipe is a bigger pipe. You've got more to move through it. The unmanageable pipeline, the unhealthy aspect of that is going to be where the client experience is poor. Uh, people don't get the service that they're really expecting. The timeliness of getting back to people. It's a pressure point for you. It's just, oh man, I've got all those bids to get out. I just, when, when's that going to happen? Um, you know, it's months later, people are hounding you to get quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could also be where it's just overwhelm the overwhelm, Yeah. you know, to the person as a business owner where uh, you just don't know how you're going to keep up with it. Right. So that's unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, it's unhealthy for you as an individual. It's unhealthy for your company. And then the other aspect of that would just be where, if you can't manage those jobs to get them towards a close, you're going to end up having a situation where you can't close jobs because you can't get the qualified people that you want to work through to the close because there's all this other clutter going on. Right. You don't know how to cipher. You don't know how to filter out who's the people, who are the people you want to work for? How do right. you get those jobs to close? Yeah. 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 And again, moving them through the pipeline, right? You don't want yeah. people hanging out in the middle of that where they're interested they, you've looked at their job, you've given them a quote, and they're just hanging out. You're, you know, you don't want an overwhelming amount of people in that process right. at the same time. And um, then back to your point, the time wasters. I mean, you're you're end up spending more time mm-hmm. trying to trying to get jobs to close that maybe you shouldn't have. So yeah. it's a very it's a very unstructured, very laborious, right, difficult, weighty process. Yeah, that's unhealthy. Yeah, I think we've you know. We've been there, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, right. I hear the pain in your voice. <laughs> yes. I see that pain yeah. in your eye. Yeah. Um, and the uh, fourth one we talked about is closing the wrong jobs. So, um, which, you know, I think we've probably all done. I'm imagining you've got a story or two on closing the wrong job. You get someone through this process, all the work, and then you close it. And then you realize it's the wrong job. So um, not all work is good work. That's a hard lesson to learn. Um, but what is it like when you close the wrong job? Well, Obviously, there was a breakdown in the process earlier to this where the wrong person was qualified. You qualified an unqualified lead. Yeah. Somebody came to you looking for something. We said, well, we need some job. Let's go ahead and just lower the, the, the standard. Yeah. Accept something we we probably wouldn't otherwise have accepted. Um, closing the wrong job really comes back to is even understanding what the right job is for my team and for my business and what do these margins need to be. So you end up closing jobs without a lack of, with, without the real, the data you need to know. But what you do know in an unhealthy sales pipeline is you close a job that ended up hurting your business. Mm-hmm. So the result of it was I've got a job that I wish I hadn't sold. That's unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very unhealthy. What are some common, uh, reasons that happens like what's the trigger point where you're doing the job and you're like this was not a good idea is it a customer is it money is it just a scope what are the types of things that that we tend to overlook yeah as a technology company we use a term called technical debt and it's essentially you put so much into something and you can use this in any business where you're saying you know it's not an ideal solution but we've been using it so long we put so much money into it let's just keep rolling with it yeah and there's a certain level of debt you have to a client where you feel like i've spent weeks trying to close that mm-hmm. i put all this time into this so let's just obviously it's not ideal it's not something that's probably going to end up working out the way we want but you have this feeling of let's just keep going with it right. it's not yeah it's not what we otherwise would have chosen right so there's a level of wanting to keep your word wanting to keep your commitments wanted to do what's 
what you more or less promised that person or what the what they have have expected from you, yeah, whether they should or not, right. And you're, you got to that point in the pipeline, you know, this is a process, right? You walked with this potential customer all the way through it. You spent time. At this point, you probably went to their house. You took your measurements. You got a proposal out. And the whole time you knew these people lived an hour and a half away from where you like to do work. Well, maybe they were a friend of the, but you're, now you feel like, well, okay. I went through all the work. I, I, I got to do this job. Not yeah. realizing that extra commute time is actually going to kill your profitability or your ability to get it done on time. You yeah, know, but it's, it's like, like, yeah, you, you end up too far yeah. in, you yep. know? Um, hard, you end up, hard you to pull out of that type of situation. Yeah. You close something that you probably shouldn't have been talking to begin with. And if you had a healthy pipeline process, you would have known that early on cut off ties said no, yep. which is, you know, something we're talking about too, is, you know, the ability to say no, uh, early on, instead of investing, 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 you know, and then you close something that you, you probably shouldn't have closed. Yep. You know, so it all points back to where it all started. Yeah. As we, some, these are very interconnected aspects of unhealthy pipelines and the culmination is jobs we shouldn't have had right time wasted people we've invested a yeah. lot of resources and even if it didn't result in a close we still spent a lot of time yeah, close, yeah. trying to close the wrong deal and that's why you know why people go out of business why they end up behind the eight ball trying to catch up all the time is is these things it's a lot of times you don't think about it you just go and we stay busy we stay active but right and like activity doesn't always equal achievement and a lot of times we're very active we're busy but we're yeah. not actually prospering right yeah. so now that everyone's totally depressed out of their minds <laughs> like, yeah, it's me man yeah. Uh, yeah i think now that we're all uh thoroughly depressed because i think we've all been there right this is this is relevant because it's it's easy to get what we're talking about doing and so um, let's get into like why you actually need a healthy sales pipeline so we're gonna um talk about what does a healthy one look like uh here and then um, I think eventually we're going to get into like, how do you go do it? Right. So uh, this is where we can kind of shift into, okay, what does it look like to have it be healthy? And then how do you, how do you get from point A to point B? If you are that person where the last four things we talked about, you're like, yep, that's my life. Um, let's get into it. So we're in about five things on why you need a healthy sales pipeline. Um, so I'm going to hit these five up front and we're getting and kind of talk about it in more detail here. But uh, the first one on why you need a healthy sales pipeline is to be able to accept the work and clients that you want instead of just what's available at the time. And so uh, that's one. The second one is having a steady revenue stream that allows you to have a healthy bottom line. So we talked about that process of people coming into your business and customers coming in, but also having a healthy flow of, of, of money coming in, right? Where it's not up and down, not feast or famine, but a healthy flow of money uh, coming in. Third one is keeps your team and subcontractors busy, right? Uh, so that's that's the goal, right? Is to keep the team. And as you grow, uh, you're going to have to have a team. You know, if you want to have long-term success in this business, you got to go beyond just you and the truck. You're going to end up building a team. Um, and to keep that team happy, you got to have the healthy sales pipeline. Yep. Uh, four is know what's coming up and be able to plan for it. Uh, and then five is having the ability to grow. So those are the kind of the big five on like why you need that healthy sales pipeline. Um, but let's talk about, let's get into those five and say, hey, what does it actually look like? So um, those are easy things to say, but there's a lot more detail that goes into making those things a reality. So um, if we talk about having the right amount of volume, not too empty, which is no business, not overfilled where you're running ragged, just trying to keep up. Uh, what is it? What does that healthy sales pipeline look like? Say goodbye to the hassle of estimating for your construction projects with Congenius. Our intuitive platform makes creating highly accurate and detailed estimates a breeze. And with cloud-based access and automatic calculations, you can focus on what really matters, building your business. Visit Congenius.com to learn more. Congenius, build like no one else. Mm -hmm. 
when we have a healthy sales pipeline, we have the, the when we talk about volume going yeah. through this pipe, figuratively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> we, There's a lot of pipe references that we're going to stay yeah, away from. The plumbers are very happy right now. Yeah. yeah. When we have a pipe, just yeah. full of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so the, we have a limited capacity to be able to handle a certain a volume of people coming to our business. Every business has this sort of limit of saying that's just too much or we're concerned because there's not enough coming through it. And really it's kind of weeding out. I mean, we can talk about, we're going to go into the why later, but it's really kind of this, this healthy sales pipeline looks like I've got the right number. I've got the right ratio of people moving through here that are, it's, it's a healthy, when we talk about even physical health, mm -hmm. antibodies and our, you know, our bloodstream, et cetera, you know, there's just the right balance of, positives and negatives in this pipeline where we're moving the right leads through. Um, and we've got, you know, not this overwhelm we have to keep up with. We can sort of be able to say no to the right people, mm -hmm. say yes to the right people. And so, yeah, there's, there's enough people coming in where we, we can be out as far as we need. And this is going to look different for every business, right? I mean, yeah, somebody's going to need more volume than others, or there might be a special, a specialty where you end up having, to weed out a lot of people. Yeah. So that volume might need to be higher. So yeah. understanding what that metric needs to look like. Yeah. And knowing your capacity, you know, yeah. and if you want to upgrade your pipeline that, which is growing the team. Now, maybe you do have a full-time salesperson or uh, marketing or whatever you've got, you're trying to increase the size of your pipeline, uh, making sure that what you're bringing in from a volume standpoint, you also have the capacity to serve, yes. to serve well. So we talk about volume, let's talk about quality. Um, so the volume of what's coming through the pipeline, the second thing is the quality of what's coming through it. Um, and we say like, you know, we're talking about getting qual only only quality leads get past qualifying. Right. Um, I think that's a lesson that you gotta learn the hard way normally too, is what does it mean to qualify a lead? You know, there's probably people listening right now or someone's like, I don't even know what you mean by qualifying a lead. Can you break that down? Uh, what is that? You know, how, how do you do that? What does that so mean? simple in theory, but somewhat difficult to execute on. And quality qualifying in order to get quality, as you pointed out, is really about understanding the parameters in your business that really identify the ideal client you want to work for. Uh, and there's a couple of really core aspects of that. The location's a big factor, the scope of work. And sometimes we leave these things undefined in our business on purpose because we realize well, the pipeline's constantly going up and down. So let's leave ourselves some room to be able to make exceptions. Let's accept some people that we would otherwise would not work for. So we almost hesitate to make these kind of firm yeah. rules in our business of saying, not that's an the unqualified person. Yeah. And so we sort of dilute the quality of our pipeline because we make these sort of exceptions. Well, that person, you know, I like them. They're, yeah. you know, we want, you know, we want to help them out. Sometimes you can make exceptions. Yeah. But if that's modus operandi that's the way you run your business it can feel kind of counterintuitive for a business owner um to say hey i'm gonna go be a business owner and go generate business and create and then then to say well i don't want that type of business because early on especially what like you temptation is just to get whatever you can get yeah. and um it feels almost counterintuitive to say no uh to business based on quality and we have to understand some real problems that happen if we go that direction we don't do that type of work, but we're going to make an exception and try it anyway. And so you have a team that's frustrated because they can't really meet the expectations of the client because they don't have the experience or they don't have the resources to be able to, to do it. Uh, and so that's a big problem. Yeah. Bad review. Yeah. You know, unhappy client. 
because yep. you weren't set up to do that. Yeah. The other thing is budget. Somebody yeah. comes along saying, I want an amazing deal. I mean, I've had, I remember one time somebody calling and saying, uh, why don't you look at a project? Obviously, you, you make the time, make the initial connection. This person came back and said, well, uh, bid it like you were, you know, this was for grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, actually, my grandma's would, would probably give you quite a, you know, she, she would pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that'd be different. Yeah. She would pay a premium. Right. Because I was her grandson. But um, you get those red flags. Yep. This is not a quality candidate, doesn't align with where you're at as a business and knowing what what even the price points need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, something was really, um, you know, well, we can get into why later, but I'm, I'm, I'm veering off topic. I want to jump right into solutions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, healthy would be uh, really having that quality when you have the location, the budget, scope of work really clear. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. Talk about budget time, scope, quality, you know, can, can you meet or exceed their expectations yes. on all of those? Yes. Because, and it's probably, you know, like having that checklist of, Hey, here's what we, here's what we look for in the type of work that we're doing. So if it's healthy, that means that one, we've got the volume coming in Two, the quality of what's coming in. We're, we're happy with, we, we feel like we're, we're investing our time and in, in things that could be good, profitable jobs for us. There's nothing coming down that pipeline that we're like, Oh shoot. I kind of hope I don't have to do that one. You know, you don't, you want to keep that standard high, right? Yes. Um, and then the other one is, you know, keeping your sales pipeline uh, manageable, right? So uh, depending on, you know, the resources and the team, you want to have a manageable pipeline to where you're also not overwhelmed. Um, that would be, you know, another another thing to get into. So, you know, the the volume, the quality, and then can you manage it? Yeah. And in a healthy pipeline, that means the client experience is exceptional. People mm-hmm. get quick turnarounds when they're looking for pricing, they're looking for information from your business, you're able to turn it around quickly. It also means that uh, the expectations that you brought up are defined really clearly, where people know what the quality looks like in your business, what the price point looks like in your business, where you're able to really turn around a very client-centered experience where people's expectations are, well, the expectations are clear and you're able to meet those expectations. I mean, in a nutshell, that's what it's all about. the next steps are defined, you know, where you're saying, this is our, this is our pathway. Here's where you start. Here's where the timelines, here's what the next steps are. So in more detail, I guess a healthy pipeline would really end up being where the communication is great. The timeliness is great. Client experience is excellent because you're able to manage yeah. all of the leads. Well, you end up only moving the quality leads through. So yeah. you got quality and now you're end up able to meet those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're talking about even the goals and like how far out do you want to be booked out? Yes. You know, that answer is different for everybody too, I would think. Well, yeah. I mean, it might even be hard to try to schedule things out a year from now. I mean, it's almost impossible to try to, hey, on December 12th of 2023, we will start your project. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to really predict that far out. But the healthy part is really where you have the confidence of knowing the right jobs are coming through. Mm-hmm. You're, manage, you're managing yeah. it well. Yeah. And some of these early concerns of, are eliminated. Right. Yeah. And ideally you got, you know, volume quality, that customer who maybe you are booking out a year in advance. I mean, I know guys who do this where it's like, Hey, they're a year out yep. and that's just the, the system that they've got that works. But they also know if this customer really wants us and willing to pay the price that we, we want to charge, they'll wait a year because yep. they're committed to us and it's, you know, we're the right, we're the right match, yep. you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. The manageable is your, Client expectation is excellent, but I'd also think it looks like your sanity levels are better as well, right? You're not just, there's systems and processes in place where because you've got good volume, it's healthy, they're qualified, 
you you're sleeping at night because you know that every phone call that you're making or every cost, potential customer you're interacting with, you feel good about. You're like, this is a job I want to do. Um, we we know that they're that they'll pay us. Mm-hmm. We know it's going to be a good job. We know they're going to pay on time. Um, you know their their expectations are clear. And I think when you do that, you're investing your time into something that you know is going to be profitable and valuable to you. And I think that's where you sleep at. And you didn't clog the pipe with a bunch of projects that you didn't want to do. Right. The pipe has limited volume. You can only get so many leads through there. Yeah. And once you start lowering those standards, making exceptions, getting that thing all full with a bunch of leads that you just can't manage, they end yeah. up having it. The result of it being, well, look at that. I don't, I can't take on that job that I really want to take on because when they want yes. it done, I've got somebody else that I'd rather not work for already on the books. Right. And they're, they're already high, on the schedule. And they're probably already high maintenance. You know this. You know you can't call them and delay it again. You know there are people who are going to hop on the internet and you know, tell the world how terrible you are. It's like, oh, just got to like, deal with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, there's, I know we're going to get into more on how you actually build that because we're like, hey, here's what it would look like, you know, but there's some practical things we're going to talk about later on. What do you do? And I think this is an important one of, you know, qualifying and managing that pipeline. Um, there's some some how-tos we'll get into. Yeah. And going back to just the, the motivations behind it and really the goals for, you know, that that whole why you need the healthy pipeline, uh, you know, what, you, what we started off with, just being able to say, these are the people we want to work for. These are the jobs we want. We have the revenue stream we want to have. And then uh, one of the key things, too, is you have no ability to grow if you're stuck, you're trapped, you can't manage where you're at today. Yeah. If you don't have margin to be able to take it to the next level, yeah. you're just stuck yeah. in the current spot. Yeah. I think we've been there. I mean, you know, yeah. where you just today, there's no way to get beyond today because it's overwhelming just to keep up with what I've got going on. Yeah. You've unintentionally dug yourself a niche that now you can't get out of. Yeah. Like you, you dug yourself the wrong hole. Now yeah. you're, you can't get out of it. And word gets out to the people that refer. If you start taking on the wrong jobs, they refer you to the wrong people as well. Yeah. And you just, it just snowballs yeah. out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're going all negative again, but when that, <laughs> next episode, we can talk about how we actually yeah. solve some of yeah. these, these core pain points. It's true though. Like people are who they hang out with bottom line. Man. Yeah. You get someone who's high maintenance, cheap, whatever the people they hang out with are the same way, you know? And so getting in the right circles, is pretty key, but you'll never get there. If you just, if you, if you're not intentionally thinking about this concept of pipeline, uh, you're never going to get there. You're just going to be reacting yeah. to the market as opposed to proactively defining your brand and getting after who you are, what you, who you serve, the type of work that you do. And I think uh, being intentional about that, especially in the early days, uh, is very, very important. Yes. So um, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode and we're going to get into another episode where we talk about the how to's on some of this stuff. And so I think uh, kind of the goal of this episode was to get people to think about what is my pipeline? Like, do I have a process for this or is it just kind of answer phone calls and emails as they come in? Um, do I have a clean way of moving people from stage to stage to stage through this pipeline um, and then getting them to close? Um, and so I think, you know, what is a pipeline? Uh, what does it look like when it's unhealthy? We yes. talked about that. And then what does it look like when it is healthy? And I think that's like the, you know, if we were too negative, like that's the hope. And it's like, hey, you can create this. Like yes. guys who get real successful in this space have a very actually clean, simple process that they yep. use to make sure that they're only doing work they feel good about doing. But that didn't start with on the when they're on the job. That started with when they answered the phone the first time. Um, and that's where, you know, if we can if we can just get that pipeline rolling, you'll end up doing the work you want to be doing, making the profit you want to be making, working for customers that you want to be working for. But can't uh, wait to dive into it. It's yeah. going to be really fun. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So that's a wrap for this episode of The Contractor Commute. Uh, again, um, Drew Williams. We're with Ben Welsh, founder of Congenius. And we will see you next time on The Contractor Commute.